We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, hotties? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined as always by my two favorite co-hosts of all time, Matthew Spanauer and Theo Ash. We have a great episode planned for you all today. We're one day away from the NFL draft. Or actually, by the time you guys are listening to this, we will be on draft day. Um, so, of course, we'll be talking about that. We're going to talk about some of the narratives that have been going, swinging around going to see if we're buying and selling some of these narratives. But first, make sure you all are subscribed to Stay Hot on YouTube so you can catch us for the draft live stream. It will we'll start right around 8 p.m. as the draft is starting, and we will be recapping all night long. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube so you can catch all of that action. But before we hop into things, Matt, Theo, how are you guys doing today? Or actually, Theo, I'm going to hold off on you because I know how you're doing. Matt. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm kind of interested to hear how Theo's doing. I didn't oh, realize it was too. so obvious. Well, you the Rogers trade. Oh, yeah. Oh, we haven't talked about that on here yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's we right. haven't. So that's why I was like, uh, I figure, Theo, you're doing pretty well. You guys got some pretty good compensation for that. Yeah, I couldn't really <laughs> believe it. I totally thought that Green Bay was going to accept less just because they were worried Rodgers was going to retire. I had it in my head until the moment on the podcast where I realized they shouldn't be doing the Jets any favors because it's worth <laughs> something just to eliminate a team from contention. I I, dis- I disagree with You disagree with, that. with this? I, I don't think that's why they had the leverage. They had the leverage because they just didn't need the second round pick or whatever as much as the Jets needed Rodgers. But I, I don't know if they care so much about the Jets being a good team with the p- <laughs> position they're in right now. Their window to contend is like not right this second, probably a year or two away. And a year or two away for Rodgers probably is, is you know, getting, getting up there age-wise. So I don't know. I guess it's not so much that they needed to kill the Jets or like the Jets being bad is a huge boost to them. 
but just the idea that you shouldn't be doing any favors to a team. Like if the Jets were really dug in and were like, we're not giving up this pick and it was dragging on a long time and, you know, Rogers said it was over. I guess my mind could just kind of went to like, like, fuck it. Let's just get this done. Let's, let's just get rid of them and get something for them and just have it out of our hair. And that's not what the Packers were doing. The Packers were equally willing to batten down the hatches and were willing to live with the Jets being terrible and Rogers being pissed off by making him the subject of a long, ugly public negotiation. And I guess I was not as cutthroat as them for that. I think that that's a pretty ballsy thing to do is not make anybody happy, risk the long-term relationship with your quarterback, and really squeeze what you can out of the Jets by making them face the reality of a of a lost season with a roster that's ready con- to contend. And I don't think I was thinking mean enough to be a GM until that moment. And I don't know if my logic was totally right, but I did have the moment where I was like, I've just got to, you've got to think like you're trying to kill all the other teams, right? Because that's ultimately the goal. I guess. But like, I I just couldn't imagine like the direct vicious mentality of we're going to be focusing on a team that is not only not in our division, but not in our conference. You know, like, it's like the odds that you him, see the Jets in the Super Bowl are so low. If your logic is if I can't have him, no one can. That helps the person who can't have it originally. Like, if you get something and you're happy about it and it's going to get taken away or you have to pass it on to the next person and you're a little kid and you're like, oh, I don't want anyone else to have I want this to be mine, but now it's getting taken from me. It would kill me to see someone else having I so no one can have it. So you destroy it and everyone's unhappy, but you're a little bit happy because you're the only one who ever had it. That would be like Rogers retiring. The the Packers would be okay. Sure they didn't get anything for him, but no one else got him either. And that's better for the Packers than everybody for, than the team that could have gotten him next. Like it's they can pallet that in their heads. They can they can take that. Um so I think that's kind of what I was thinking, I guess. Because it would still be okay for Green Bay if no one else had him because no one else getting him would kind of be good for Green Bay because he's probably good, which is good for the Jets. But I'm just impressed that because that contract looked bad and they still got a lot for him, which is why I think I was so impressed that the Packers pulled that off. And it's not necessarily bad for the Jets. I just feel like usually old players on big contracts come at a discount. And I don't really think Rodgers did so much. He's probably going to be a first round pick and a pick swap and an early second traded for him. That's a lot of value. Congrats, man. I can't say I agree (laughs) still, but do you agree that the Packers got, uh, who do you think won? Like, who do you think had a better process? Okay. I think, I think the Packers won. I think limiting yourself to only a 40 year old quarterback and then giving up, what you can say, oh, it's not a first and a second. I'd say it better be. I mean, shit, if he doesn't play 65% of snaps, you're yeah. in trouble, man. That's so I think I think just locking yourself in into that and then giving up a first and a second is is pretty big time. Plus the money I get Rogers as Rogers. I really do. But you are really banking on him. Be Like, how long does Rogers need to be good for that to be worth it? 
at least two seasons of like Matt, what, what, what he was the, playing like before this year. Matt, what did the Panthers give up to go to number one from what was it nine? Two first, uh, two seconds, hey, two DJ. first, a second, DJ. You don't I think, think that's so different? You can't even comp it. Not. I'm just saying. You don't think the Jets could have traded up to like I get think a that's younger a good quarterback? Take Bladen. I think that they could have. I don't know why that was never on the table for them. Was trading up? I I I, I like, like the Titans might I trade up. Know, the man. Jets because the not Jets are a one, young they team. Did not have the ammo to get to one? Not to one, but to three. Like the three uh, or two is definitely would have been possible. And I wonder because because Sauce Gardner is going to be good for a long time. Garrett Wilson is going to be good for a long time. Reese Hall yeah, is going to be right, good for a right. long time. They've got a window that's much larger than now the one or two year window that they've just opened for themselves with Rodgers. It feels like pairing a real franchise quarterback with this very young core would have opened their window for more years than the Rodgers trade. And I don't know why that didn't get explored. Maybe it did. I don't. Maybe it did. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's because they just picked Zach Wilson and they're like, "Well, we're not doing that," again. <laughs> which is stupid. Yeah, which is dumb, in my opinion. But I, I would guess that's it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you moved, to, especially with Stroud falling now. Man, if if he really does slip it all in the draft, and I guess a lot of you guys, by the time you hear this, maybe you'll know or not. But if like, dude, if Stroud makes it past the Colts. And the Seahawks and Lions weren't in on him as their backup. All of a sudden, you're talking about from 13 to 7. I think I'd rather have Stroud for two first. I think the upside there is so much higher. And I wonder if they still believe in Zach Wilson a little bit. And they're wondering, like, if two years of Rodgers could get him ready. And then they go back to Wilson after Rodgers is done. (laughs) That'd be some nasty work. Just saying, it's something they've said. They're like, Who, this is going to be so good hey, for if, Zach Wilson. That's, I think, a direct quote. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe maybe Levis at 15 to the Jets. Oh, brother. Bring him <laughs> in falls, to be back up for Rodgers. That'd be cool. And they should totally take him or if who they knows? do. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad deal for the Jets. I feel like I don't want to shit too much on them because I do think they'll be a good team. I think that Rodgers is going to play better with hopefully a healthier hand. He was dealing with that thumb injury, and I do think that that bothered him a little bit. I think that you can't get worse than Zach. Like, Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers is such a monumental upgrade. Just inter- Even if Rodgers <laughs> is not the MVP level that they're hoping for, he knows what he's doing and is willing to get the ball out quickly and like execute the scheme, which Zach Wilson is just not willing to do. He's willing to run backwards 15 yards and run all around and it, it, it'll just run smoother. At least the vision from the whiteboard to the field will be <laughs> that transition will be there, which it's really not with you Wilson. Can run, and you, you can can't say enough football. about like how much that is going to matter Will it win them a Super Bowl? It needs to. Like this is the point of making a move like that is not to get to the playoffs and lose. I, I don't know if it'll do that, and it's more likely the Packers just the the Packers are just on a much easier field because what defines success for them is like Jordan Love being good and them being a competitive football team for the next couple of years. Like that's and these picks being okay. They don't really. Obviously, you need to win the Super Bowl eventually, but for this trade, it's it kind of has already worked out for them. They got a bunch of value in, into a new era 
for the Jets, there there is a very clear, tangible goal they need to hit. And I just think it's less likely that that works out for them than it does for the Packers. And if it, they do win the Super Bowl, maybe it looks horrible for the Packers. But uh, that's just an unlikely outcome. I don't so know. I don't if they yeah. if they win the Super Bowl, then it's like oh that all that talk of like oh they could have traded up to two to get Richardson or whatever. Then it's like yeah. whatever at that. They're point. not taking a quarterback. They're not going to do that. No. I really don't think so. Probably but not. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? No absolutes in the draft. There are no absolutes in the draft. But speaking <laughs> Only a of. Seth deals in absolutes. <laughs> Stormtrooper storm reference? Not a Stormtrooper. That's a episode three reference. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Tannik and Skywalker, almost. Only a Sith. Whatever. What were you going to say, Theo? <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of absolutes in the draft. I would like to talk about the draft that's happening today and some of the last second board shifts. And they're not really board shifts because no team is like getting to a day before the draft and being like, <laughs> fuck it. Wait a second. This <laughs> guy's a top 10 prospect. I re-looked at, I rechecked the tape, guys, and we just <laughs> had to draft heaven. Richardson's completion percentage day. was what now? <laughs> Hold on. Draft day, Sonny Weaver's like, uh, he, <laughs> no one went to his birthday party. You gotta so. change everything. The Browns might change their draft strategy on the last day, honestly. Oh so that God. might be a good, a good pick by the movie there. But normal teams won't. <laughs> What's going on is it's finished and guys, I think, are bored. Like scouts who are in the room are just like itching to talk about it maybe and that's how information starts to leak in these dog days is like you're sitting yeah. on the secret because it's already decided so i always think these big swings at the end tend to be pretty accurate usually like baker mayfield that yeah. dropped real late that he was going one trayvon walker is as recently as last year people kind of doubted as the tide started to turn that he'd be the number one overall pick that that still was speculated to be a smoke screen until the very end. Trubisky so I one these. did not yeah. end up happening. If you remember that, I, I don't remember I, that. I don't disagree with you entirely, Trubisky. but I think you believe in, in them maybe a little bit more than I do. I think I don't totally believe in all of them, but I do think that some people write every hot take off as a smoke screen. And I think that that's a little bit silly. The only smoke screen I think makes a ton of sense is young the panthers really pushing they want young to get the texans to trade up i don't know if any of this other stuff makes a whole lot of sense as a nefarious plan but maybe i'm just not thinking at a high enough level maybe well let, let's I, I have a hard time <laughs> seeing them really do that I, I think i do too i think it's a fun idea but i don't think it's actually gonna i didn't mock it to happen because but. here here's the problem with that if if the texan if the panthers are willing to trade down then you know they're lying. Because the Panthers, they spent all this to go trade up to the number one pick before they knew who they wanted, which I don't disagree with. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, we have our guy locked in. If they're willing to trade with you, you know it's not Bryce Young because they know you want Bryce Young. Yeah. Why would if, if the Panthers wanted Bryce Young, why would they trade down? 
yeah, I guess the the idea would be they don't want Bryce Young. <laughs> or it's like, I, I we want Bryce Young, but you could but talk us there's... out of it for the right price. Yes, but I then why would they make the so much noise about how they have like their guy and they've locked it in? And I'll be real with you, if the Panthers traded up to the number one overall pick to secure they get their guy, and then they end up saying, we'll take whoever you don't want, Texans, as long as you give us an extra second, that sucks. Yeah, I think that... It would have to be they traded up for a certain guy, learned the Texans wanted Young, started really pushing Young, and then traded down to number two, and then we learned their guy was Stroud all along. But again, if they are willing to trade with you, um, that does mean that that's not really their guy. So they're probably not calling the Texans, but I do I do still think maybe they're wondering, what if the Texans call us on draft day? Like, what if they call us with an offer that we really like and then we accept it and then it's done and it doesn't matter. Like then the Texans are there and we're at two. It's really unlikely. I just think that if the Texans are so desperate for young and I have theories on what the Texans are thinking, uh, we might as well try to like extort them. I don't think it works. And I think that the reporting is more likely correct that young just goes number one overall to the Panthers, but it is a fun scenario that I think could be playing out, but I, I, I'm not willing to sit here and, and mock it. Yeah, it, it'd be it'd be wild, but I don't. Would it be the craziest thing we've ever seen on draft day? Probably not. It would well, be up there <laughs> it, if, they, if it was really a smoke trading screen up and they to number one and then trading back down to two is pretty crazy. I I don't even think that would be crazy. The fact that they'd be trying to, if 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 the Texans fall for the smoke screen, they're dummies. That would yes. be incredibly stupid. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's going to be what happened. I just don't think they bite. Like, I think maybe the Panthers could potentially be trying to get two and 12, but I, I just don't think the Texans would actually. Yeah. The first bite. overall pick, Blink. we're going to, we're going to see that like countdown timer. It's going to go all the way down. <laughs> I think so. It always does. It's the first overall pick in the draft. Yeah. They got to build they up milk, some drama. They, they, yeah. They milk it. What is up, hotties? If you're like me and you love good food, you gotta check out HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. So skip those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Look, living on a college student's budget can make it feel like you've got to dig in your pockets for a quality meal these days. With grocery store prices rising every day, now is the perfect time to get started with HelloFresh. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. I just made some unfried chicken the other night. Not only was it amazing the first time around, Some it what? was unfried chicken it's uh yeah i gotta i gotta question you about this what i'd say <laughs> i'd that? say most chicken is unfried no is that just not chicken? <laughs> i just had i just had <laughs> an unfried like, okay. chicken sandwich okay. with lunch meat okay so you know how like fried chicken it's like got that crispy coating right That's yes like the, yes right okay i'm aware the idea you know behind, chicken usually doesn't like okay. chicken okay. normally doesn't unfried come with chicken is you take like breadcrumbs and you put it on top and you like basically cook a crispy topping like coating on just the top layer okay <laughs> anyway anyway it was amazing the first time and it was just as good 
reheated because I had like four chicken cutlets. I wasn't going to eat all four by myself in one night. So make sure you get HelloFresh and go to HelloFresh.com slash StayHot50 and use the code StayHot50 to get 50% off. Plus, your first box ships for free. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash StayHot50. Use the code StayHot50 for 50% off plus free shipping on your first box and get HelloFresh. Stay Hot and America's number one meal kit. Here's what I think is going on with the Texans, though. What do you? Who do you guys think will be the pick at number two? If you had to guess right now, I mean, all I'm the news you on the has spot. said. All the news has said Tyree Wilson. But it has it? Is that what the news is saying? Because I think the news is saying that Will Levis is the favorite to go number two. Will Levis? Oh yeah. Where have you seen Will Levis? Google the odds. It's been this way for weeks that he's. The oh, I saw. I saw yeah, that two. his odds shot up for. What does Vegas know? <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, what does Vegas know, man? Why did Will Levis's odds go from plus four thousand to plus four hundred to be the first overall pick? Do they know something we don't that makes them have Bryce Young at minus one thousand to go first overall? I don't know. I think here's here's my take. Vegas does not know shit about the NFL draft. They don't know. They know nothing. I they got killed true. for the NBA draft. Oh, I think it's one hundred percent true. They got murdered. For the NBA draft, they went in with, um, oh my God, I can't think of it. Jabari, they went in with, with him yeah. at, at plus, plus like, or like minus a thousand to be the first overall pick on draft day and got it wrong. They got crushed by Paolo Betts. So they don't know. I don't know. I guess I don't know if they know or not. I'm sure there's a study like how good Vegas odds correlate with the actual NFL draft that I probably should read. But what do you think that you're ignoring my question? What do you think Houston does at number two? I'm no putting idea. you guys on the spot. You have no idea. You. I, I don't I don't do know. Do you think it's um, Levis, Theo? I think it's Stroud still. Isn't Stroud the one with Watson's agent? Yes, but I, I think that that is an idea that was floated. And I think it's possible, but we and a lot of people are acting like it's impossible that Stroud goes number two to Houston. And I think if you, when they hired their offensive coordinator, they probably hired him with a certain quarterback in mind. They were like, what are we going to do at two positions? And these two signings are going to complement each other who we hire to run the offense and the quarterback we draft. They probably, like, if they went a different direction at offensive coordinator, they'd probably be going in a different direction at quarterback as well. Those were probably kind of a, a joint idea, I would guess. And I think they, they hired a Shanahan guy, so they're probably valuing precision and pre-snap process. Like, you have to be really good pre-snap in a Shanahan offense because... This is something that I'm ripping directly from Ollie Connolly, who's an analyst I really like, who made a good point about the Shanahan offense. Everything is open post-snap because you're so good pre-snap. So they're probably valuing pre-snap stuff and accuracy and precision and hit guys in stride over the middle of the field. And I wonder if, if they really thought Bryce Young was the best of those both worlds, like command of the offense, making checks pre-snap with the ball placement, with the accuracy. And that's who they settled on with this offensive coordinator at number one while the Bears had the number one overall pick. And they didn't maybe think Bryce Young was totally worth anybody trading way up for at number one, and they got caught by surprise. 
And I also think the Texans are a bit disorganized. I just don't think that organization is like super buttoned up. And I almost wonder if they just have kind of spent this time doing like their different departments kind of doing their own thing and floating their own ideas, which is why you get all these conflicting reports on who they like. Is it Levis? Is it Anderson? That's who D'Amico likes. But Tyree Wilson is the number two. Like, I wonder if they're all just kind of like doing their own thing. And these next, these next couple hours, they're like, okay, let's all get together and actually lock this in. Whereas some teams have done that a while ago. And I think when once that process happens, the answer that emerges could be kind of different than what we've heard. And I think that could be Stroud because I think he still fits what they'd like that offense to be considering the offensive coordinator that they hired. And I, I know that the agent thing is a thing, but it, it feels like people think there's no chance Stroud goes to. And I just don't know if I agree with that. I think that's a reasonable take to have is like, you you can't just completely nullify an option. It's like, oh, well, we didn't like this guy who had this agent, so we can't. It just feels just like eliminate. a big leap, doesn't it, to like completely cross Stroud off the board because of the agent connection. And I guess there's the S2 thing, but that might be a lie. I've heard people yeah. say like that is a weird well, misconception about his They S2 asked score. Stroud like, about ha- it, and he said, knows? Uh, what did he say? He said, uh, I... He said, I'm not a test taker. I'm a football player. <laughs> I think I think it is for sure true. I'll be completely honest with you. You think so? The test Why score? would you? you, you I, who, who is making that up? The and Panthers. Here, here's, here's the, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> Panthers. To make it extra sure, yeah. oh it extra sure that uh, <laughs> they're taking Bryce at one to really get the Texans to move up. <laughs> the thing you have to people are like well you know people could make up anything it's like yeah if if if, if you've got cj stroud out there being like yeah i'm not a test taker he's just saying it doesn't matter not that that's not true and even if he was i could just as if, if you feel like someone could just lie about those results couldn't stroud lie about them too i i don't know like i i i think i have a hard time believing that they're just totally fake and no one has come out and just like definitively corrected that yet. Other, I guess some people have been like, no, that's not true, but I don't know. And the same way that people could benefit from that, like by lying about it, there's people who could benefit from lying about it, not being true, you know, it goes yes. both ways. So I, 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 I feel like that's probably just what, how it played out to be completely that could be how it played out. You. But the other thing is Houston might not give a shit about the S2 scores. Like again, it's, it's kind of, making assumptions that Houston cares about the agent and the S2 score a lot. Like that is the assumption that is being made. And both of those things are kind of a sketchy assumption, in my opinion. Like it's, and there's so, there's so little smoke connecting Stroud to Houston that it's definitely valid to not mock Stroud to Houston. But I also think it's on the table in ways that I haven't really seen discussed I, I I don't know. That's who I have at number two. Well, so do you think that's what's going to happen, or do you think it's just more likely than people think? I think it's what's going to happen. I think I'm not I saying think, I like necessarily disagree, I but I think there's a I think there's a lot going against it. Like Stroud is not the standard second overall, like first overall quarterback. He's not, he doesn't have a power arm. He didn't but handle pressure well all year, but the Georgia game. 
it's totally believable to think that te- the Texans only had Bryce. There isn't smoke there. The S2 test was bad. The agent is there. I think there's a lot of it's it's the mix of things. Again, it's not impossible because ultimately the number one thing going for it is that the Texans need a quarterback. They have yes. to go quarterback. If yeah. it's like you hear all the rumors about them going at the defensive player, sure, but that would be a disaster. Even if it's even if it's uh Will Anderson. Disaster. That'd be terrible, man. They gotta go get a quarterback. Because I mean, I guess maybe if you like if you want to be in the Caleb Williams um race, sure, but it's like that really the plan That's year one for the Miko Ryans. No, they're not doing plan. that. And nobody should. And and then that comes down to your whole options being like, if you are waiting next year for a quarterback, let me make this clear to all all teams. If you're waiting next year for a quarterback, you better be the worst team. Because if you're like, oh, well, we'll wait next year. Next year's class is good. And if we're like seventh overall, we'll get our guy. No, because if, if a quarterback is really so much better than the ones in this class, they're not going to fall to seven. You got to yeah. be like the one or the two. You got to be that high. If they're that good, they're so much better than this class. So... Every every team right now should be doing their homework on Caleb Williams and like thinking about and asking themselves if they would take him if they got that into that position. Like every team should be asking the question, our star gets hurt. We end up being terrible with the number one overall pick. Are we comfortable if we're the Cardinals taking him and yeah. trading Kyler? Are we comfortable if we're the Cowboys? Would we be comfortable trading Dak and taking Caleb Williams or or exploring a trade up? These are what the plans should be regarding Caleb Williams next year. You should be starting to think about that now. What you shouldn't be doing is, I'm doing my homework on Caleb Williams. I realize he's very good. I am going to try and shoot the moon like in hearts and and lose it all like it's it's very difficult to pull that off it's not a good plan until you're like oh and five and it's starting to look like a real possibility and maybe you shut some guys down with injuries that what you know, teams what teams would you really put in conversations to like be in that None of them. Or, I wouldn't put any co- team in conversation to like intentionally, not intentionally, screw just up like, the year. Just like right, like preseason prediction well, all the for someone teams. to go. Yeah, go look at Vegas and see yeah, the win total. I mean, all the, we're talking all the, Rams. All the dog shit teams. We're talking. Yeah, the, yeah we're Ar- talking Arizona. <laughs> I mean, Houston's in that conversation, yeah. but definitely Arizona, uh, the Falcons. The Rams, these are probably the the favorites the Rams, for if I had yeah. a guest right now. Um, but I, I just don't think that can be anybody's plan is like, oh, next year. And that's something I've come around on as the draft season has come up, come on. You're just setting D'Amico up to fail if you don't give him a structure right now, hoping that you can get a structure next year. But if it doesn't happen, all of a sudden you've just, you know, blown up his whole tenure because you unless davis mills is the plan (laughs) already put him on thin ice with a really bad year and a really bad record that he has to overcome maybe davis mills is the guy maybe they love davis mills i just don't think that they do (laughs) he had a chance last year to like he had a promising rookie year and i think he had a chance year two to to show some growth and cement himself as a potential option and maybe he's he's shown enough to to go a different direction but i I don't think he showed that in his second year i think he kind of fell off so i I don't think you can go that direction anymore 
And you say Stroud is not the typical number two pick and there's a lot working against him. Like neither is Levis and neither really is Richardson as much as I love him. Like that's the thing working for Stroud is who is then like none of these guys are really, they're all good quarterbacks and I think they'll all be fine. But none of these guys are are elite, elite prospects that you would feel very comfortable selecting at one or two in any Except draft. for Bryce Young. I think Bryce Bryce I don't Young. think Bryce Young is that. I really don't think Bryce Young is a is a bona fide star. The only like, thing that guaranteed. he if if he was like if he was six two, you'd say he's generational. I but think. he's not. You the know, only, so yeah, that's like the one thing. <laughs> that's it. He's, go- he's, he's going to be. A, I, he's, I don't think he's. He's got going the, to be a very got, good quote. His arm is fine. I, I so hardly. I, I disagree with this. His arm is <laughs> fine. It's it's. Yeah, I think it's not Josh Allen. I'm not worried about it. It's not Kyler or Russ. Those are the two because that's who his play style is. Yeah, but is Bryce can throw over the middle, around. and that is more important <laughs> than having a big arm. By a lot. Yeah, Russ, by a lot. Russ can't do that. Kyler can't do that. Bryce will. I look. Yeah, I, we'll he's a Panther if- man, and he will be good. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm sorry. Actually, I, I, he doesn't have enough of an Ohio I, State background for you to say that confidently. Oh, this is true. <laughs> we'll find something, man. He He's did he ever beat Cincinnati them at least? Something. Like he went toe to he went toe to toe. Oh, he went toe to toe with Cincinnati and won. And you can only do that by being a pretty special player. Um, was that him <laughs> who played? Did he ever? Yeah, it was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was recently. Anyway, anywho. We're stepping into summer, and that means you need to make sure that you're prepared with some nice-looking sunglasses protecting your eyes from the sun. And let me tell you about Shady Rays. They're an independent sunglasses company that offers world-class products rivaling tons of other brands that I've tried in the past. They've been covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. I mean, just look at Theo Ash, man. I know he's ready for summer with those amazing polarized sunglasses. Just tell us, Theo, how much you love these things. That's right. I'm also ready for spring. These are polarized sunglasses, which is really nice, especially if you're a fisherman like me. I was using these the other day. Spring is my favorite time because I'll get a paddle board and I'll stand, which gives you a better line of vision, which is important if you have sunglasses that let you see into the water. And since the reeds aren't all grown in yet you can kind of see into like closer to shore and in the spring i'll go out with polarized sunglasses like these and i'll go look for bass in these reeds and it's the only time of year i'm able to do it and i always catch a ton of fish and the sunglasses are an important part of that so i look good and they're useful to me um making my my little fish sandwiches or whatever i'm doing (laughs) fish sandwiches are tasty and shady rays gives you the optimal resource to get the tastiest sandwich of all time and exclusively for our listeners shady rays is giving out their best deal of the new year so go on over to shadyrays.com and use the code stay hot get 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses and try for yourselves the shades rated five stars by over two hundred thousand people and get shady rays we can make an impact together Oh, what was what was the other thing? Oh, Bijan. That's the other thing we need to talk about. What is yes. the Theo? This is your proposal. What is the highest we could see Bijan Robinson getting drafted? 
I'm going to ask that to you guys. I feel like I've been, t- I, I am curious. You, you mocked him at what? 14. I mocked him at 14. I'm just curious. I think it's just a fun exercise. What is the absolute earliest you could see Bijan getting to like, let's no mocks, no prediction, but like what seven do you think is the ceiling seven? Okay. The Raiders. The Raiders Raiders take him, even though they got Josh Jacobs. Yeah, Yeah, it's the Raiders, man. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's I mean, it's the Raiders. I I, I truly believe it's the Raiders, man. You never know. The Raiders. Um, Realistically, realistically, he's not going to go higher than 10, I don't think. Maybe Detroit (laughs) could be like, oh, we'll do this. But that would be who. I think realistically, it's like realistically, it starts at the Falcons at eight. I think realist. I think it, I think it's Philly at ten. I think that w- they could just be like, yeah, fuck it. What's the ceiling? What's the highest? I I think, I think the that's I think absolute ceiling would be the Cardinals. Well, at then three. one. Well, they, they, <laughs> they didn't trade up for him. If the Panthers the traded up three, that would be awesome. That would be fun. That would be dope. That's what all the fantasy. That. that would be so good for fantasy if he went to the Cardinals at number three. He would be. I'm not picking him. He, he would put be up, an all-time He put up some like early 2000s guy. carries numbers. It would be dope. Yeah, with no Give Kyler. Give the man the ball 400 times. Oh, that's right. They wouldn't have Kyler for the first eight games. Yeah, he would be putting up <laughs> Derek <laughs> Wilt Henry numbers. numbers. Wilt numbers at running back. <laughs> I think the biggest... The biggest pro for Bijan at three is that Zaven Collins was in the uniform reveal for the Cardinals. <laughs> they just need a star, man. Like Zaven Collins <laughs> should not be a member of your big three when you're unveiling the uniforms. Bijan would be way Zavin better. Collins isn't a that star. That would be terrible man. logic. If they trade Buda Baker, who is going to be on the poster outside the stadium come September? Like who is going to be out there? It's going to be. Yeah. Tyler. Uh, they still Brown. have D-Hop. D-Hop isn't gone. Yep. D-Hop ain't okay. gone yet. Let's roll. Okay. <laughs> That's all we need. Um, we got everything. We the, highest, the highest he should go is 29. That is the highest where I think it makes sense for Bijan to the Bengals. 29? It is a luxury pick. It's a, it's a running back. Yes. I feel strongly about it. this. I don't hate it. I, I think, think the highest he should go is probably... If the Chargers took him at 21, I wouldn't be that mad. I'd be like, yeah. whatever. But so wait, it depends on who else is there. I can understand it, but I feel like they have more pressing needs. Yeah. Even I the Bengals, like man. The Bengals at 29. The, at 29, I think if Mixon, because Mixon's a terrible person, guy. Like, I don't know yeah. how Mixon is still in the league. That guy was caught on camera in college just with a heinous offense. And then he pointed a gun at a woman. And then he was in another scandal where a kid got shot. I don't think he actually got like indicted for that, but it's like, dude, how are you? How are you still around? He might not be. So if they didn't have Mixon, I could, and maybe that, and like, they were looking at Cansey and Brzee and like Darnell Washington at 29 and Bijan was there. I'd, I'd probably take Bijan and get maybe Mixon Tampa. Out of there. Yeah. Oh. They've got Rashad White, who's an Arizona State legend, though. So oh, yeah, they so should true. not be they, taking yeah, him. They're, <laughs> so they're off I, the I table. Can't, I can't get behind that. That is not fixing anything for them, man. At least with the Bengals, it's like, okay, 
you're kind of stacked weapon wise. You could go offensive line, but you just invested so much. You want to take a running back because honestly, I think Joe Mixon is just like not that good, man. Then I would get it. And same thing for the Eagles. If, if like if you want to go running back because you have the ability to go luxury pick and oh my god, can you imagine it? That I understand too. But I at thirty one, not at ten. Yeah, the ideal pick for Bijan would be the Cardinals at the top of the second. That that's probably like everyone is happy. The nerds are happy. The fantasy people are happy. Everyone everyone's happy if he goes at the top of the. Second oh, I think I think the ideal spots Eagles at thirty one. That's where I'd want to go if I was Bijan. Yeah, I mean, you could win a ring. I would want to go there. You yeah, win, win a ring. Oh, the backfield's a little bit split. Not the end of the world if you are running back. Good. Yeah. <laughs> You get to stay in the league longer. <laughs> Let's talk about the news that broke minutes ago that Paris Johnson Jr. is rising. If we're talking Vegas odds and, and Will Levis rising in, in odds quickly, so is Paris Johnson Jr., who is now firmly in the mix at the number three pick. Ian Rappaport reported that he is almost certainly going to be the first tackle off the board and get selected very high. Paris Johnson Jr. is a number ten pick. How are we? Uh, or is a top ten pick potentially? How do we? How do we feel about that? Buying I mean, it or selling it? <laughs> we we phrase this as a buying or selling thing, and I don't think we've said those words yet, have, which is okay. We have not because... said that one time. But <laughs> I I don't know. Par- the ranking the tackles is kind of tricky. It's like Paris Johnson has all the athletic traits, and he showed out really well at like his pro day and stuff. So it's like you you could see a world in which he becomes like a really, really good tackle. But then there's also just like Anton Harrison, who's just good right now and is like a firm pass protector. So but maybe maybe teams do value like the the long term. It's like, well, if he has to if he takes a couple of years for him to become really good, we could live with that. Right. I think you got to think about the draft from the perspective of like, how is it going to look in a redraft? Like when they say redrafting the 2023 NFL draft five years from (laughs) now, and then there's like some random order of players who ended up being good, like projecting these guys at the end of their rookie contract, what is Paris Johnson going to look like versus Anton Harrison, for example, the, I I get it with Johnson. I didn't love the film with him. I think that he was overrated the first time I watched him and he was getting all the hype. But I thought to myself, look, if I like Anthony Richardson, who had a 50% completion percentage for God's sake, and I'm hyping him up because he did some nice things and he's super athletic and he was a one-year starter and he's getting better. Like I kind of have to think that about Paris Johnson too, right? He's, he's the ideal size. He crushed the pre-draft process. He's He's super athletic. He looks the park. He's flexible. He's bendy. He's explosive. Like just because his punch is always bad, <laughs> he is. He needs more play strength, and he lets guys into his frame, and has been the victim of some pretty bad bull rushes. Doesn't mean that by the end of his rookie contract, he's not going to be the best of these guys. And I get why NFL teams might project him like that. And in this class, I get why that might be a very high pick because he does have the ideal frame and he is just a one-year starter at left tackle. I I think I kind of disagree. I think quarterback and offensive tackle are entirely different positions. The upside of Anthony Richardson is so much higher than the upside of Paris Johnson Jr. I'm not saying that because of their athletic like prowess one-to-one because like at what point does being more and more athletic as a tackle actually help you? 
versus being more and more athletic as a quarterback help you? These are like two entirely different things, in my opinion. Like, yeah, maybe Anthony Richardson's a little bit more of a risk, but I didn't even think that he was that far off. I, I would say that there's probably more different things you're worried about in Paris Johnson Jr.'s game than you are in Anthony Richardson's. And I think that if you're right about Anthony Richardson, you have like the most valuable player besides like Patrick Mahomes. With Paris Johnson Jr., it's like, dude, I mean, he could, he could end up being an elite tackle for a long time. I'm not denying that, but there's, you know, the gap between that and like just having a very good tackle is just not that big. It's not that huge of a difference in the way that it is for Anthony Richardson. So we're talking number three overall or like top 10. Like, no, he's not a top 10 prospect to me. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think there's a chance that he could work out. But if you take off like the maybe the kind of like blinders of what is sort of expected to happen a little bit or like what how like the consensus mock boards like draft big draft boards work. I don't think any of us would really agree with taking Paris Johnson that high at all. I mean, if we're talking, okay, the Cardinals, they could use everything. I could make an argument for them picking everything other than quarterback. And even with quarterback, some people would make the case. Yeah. All right. So do you think that there's any argument for Paris Johnson being the third best prospect in this class? Even if if we accept that there's a good, you know, there's a chance he, he works out. There is. No. I could I, I could easier make an argument that he is not even the third best Ohio State prospect. I don't agree with that necessarily, but I could make that case easier than I could make the case that he's the third best prospect. I think, so it, you, if they go with him at number three, that would probably mean he's the best non-quarterback in the draft. Maybe Houston still goes defender. Maybe that still ha- like that could definitely happen. But here's who I would take definitely over Paris Johnson Jr. Basically any of the corner, like Banks and... And mm-hmm. uh, Witherspoon and Gonzalez, I would definitely take those guys. I think I would take Branch. Maybe like yes, I would I think take. I would take, I would Branch. take Branch. I might I even would take, take Porter. I would take obviously Anderson, and I would take Carter, and I would take um, who else? Wilson, Wilson. I think I might take Nolan Smith too. Actually, no, I am taking Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith, I think I would take as well over him. But I would also say that I wouldn't for sure take any of the other tackles. I, I see the vision of him for offensive tackle one, I guess. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm if taking the, JSN easily. Mm, yeah, oh, yeah, I think no I would question. take JSN over him. I think that... I think that I see the case for him as offensive tackle one, but I wouldn't take him above. I do. I, some I don't of these. actually think Dewan Jones is better than him, but um, I think he was last year. But I think if you're projecting five years from now, yeah, I that, think that, that's, yeah, yes, probably got to roll I, I, with I can, Johnson. I don't know. And, and then you, there's also all of the quarterbacks. And to be, I, I realize the Cardinals are in a position where it's like, well, we can't take a quarterback. Well, then try to trade down, man, or don't. That's I'm sorry. I Paris guess Johnson where I'm three is just not. Just if not you lo- worth the third overall pick, man. He's not. If you really love Paris Johnson and you want to take him, trade down. Like, let someone 
come up and take a quarterback, skip all the corners that I'm talking about, skip Tyree Wilson and Anderson, and get to a spot where it's a little bit more safe to take a guy like Paris Johnson Jr., get some assets, and then take your offensive tackle yes. one. To I take agree. Str- if, if that's that who you is like, a okay. decent idea. That I can totally be like, okay. But to just stand still and take him at three, uh, there are guys I like more. And maybe yeah. that's, I guess, the mock for for tomorrow or I guess later today is yeah. a Cardinals trade back and that's their target. I could totally see that maybe with the Falcons at eight or the um, Titans at 11. Yeah, I think, I think Tennessee at 11 is really where I started thinking about like off at the, or the Raiders at seven. If you want to move back to seven, have them go to three and then even then you're probably passing on some guys that I listed as, as guys I'd rather have than Paris Johnson, but at least it's a yeah. bit more acceptable and you got some more assets and you would probably be assured because the Raiders could take him. Like if the, if all the quarterbacks are gone and the Raiders are picking at seven, I could totally see them going linemen and I could totally see them going Paris Johnson jr. So they probably wouldn't want to move behind the Raiders, but maybe trading directly with the Raiders. I were the Raiders. I would take probably a secondary player, but I would take Gonzalez (laughs) or Witherspoon over it. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I get it. I don't think it's a, as far as NFL draft ideas go, it's not the worst one I've ever seen, but you just, yeah, man, number three overall for Paris Johnson Jr. I just don't think he had the tape of a guy that that good, but he has a ton of upside, and I get that. He does. Yeah. I, yeah. As, as offensive tackle one, it makes sense. Like, sure. But to then imply that the best tackle in this class should go in the top 10 or in the top five. That's 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 a stretch. Well, if we want to talk about one more thing before we get out of here, take a look at some of the we've been talking about teams in the top 10 for the most part. Little bit we got into the back end with you know Cincinnati and Philadelphia as to whether or not they could take Bijan. But what about in like the, the middle area of the draft? What teams that aren't picking super high have a lot of pressure to do well this year? I think a team that has to crush the draft is the Seahawks. I think like, and they are picking high, but they're also their real pick is number 20. And especially if they don't take Richardson, they have to kill the draft because there's two options that they've got. Their option is take Richardson and extend the window by 10 years and, and take that shot. Or, You've got Gino on a cheap deal. You can kind of build a super team in the next three. If you take, you think you've got Gino on that contract allows you to build out a very good roster around him. And I could see that being the, being the move and they take Tyree Wilson or whatever at five. If they go that route, the, they have to obliterate the draft. Cause I was looking at their roster and they don't have a middle linebacker right now. They've got Bobby Wagner, who's like fine in a very specific, role jordan brooks has torn his acl so you've got right i was like what happened to bobby wagner and and devin bush as your linebackers they let all of their run stuffing interior linemen walk they don't have a real great second corner next to woolen um on the outside their interior of their offensive line is not that good and their wide receivers are also (laughs) 
a little thin. Like they've got DK and Lockett, obviously, but like who is after that? It's D Eskridge still. Like, let's be real. They need to upgrade that as well. So if they go the option of if they don't take Richardson, if that is not what they do, they have to be perfect because they're trying to win a Super Bowl with a stacked roster and they have a long way to go to me. And they need to be absolutely they have to hit every pick, basically, I think, at least in the in the top in the first two days of the draft, if if they don't take Richardson. If they do take Richardson, obviously you would still love them to hit every pick. <laughs> That's every team should do that. Yeah. But it doesn't become quite as crucial because you have more room for error because your window is longer. I don't know. Seattle is kind of cheating because they have a top ten pick, but you're not wrong. They do have to they do have to put together a a really good performance in the draft uh, to some extent, but I mean, they could still, they had, they had a good offense last year and they weren't super deep at receiver. And well, the chief, like the chiefs can draft whoever, and they're going to be fine. Like the chiefs could blow this draft, you know, and they're going to be totally all right. The Bengals, like they could blow this draft and they could be totally all right. There's, there's a couple teams like that where it's like, they're good now. Like if you were to project them to play the whole season and you were to just give them the team that they have right now before the draft, like you're not projecting any high end rookies. They still look like a good roster on paper. The Seahawks have high hopes. They were in the playoffs last year and they have to get several more high end starters somehow before the start of the regular season. Like they have to. So that's why I think it's them. I think that's valid. I think that's fair enough. I think a lot of these teams have a lot of pressure on them. I don't think there's any one team where it's like, we can blow the draft and it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously not, but some have more wiggle. Like they could survive a bad draft and still be a pretty good team. I think. I'd say the chargers are up there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They really got to hit while they still can, especially if they go receiver, they got to, they got to hit on that. And Telesco, um, his his offseason was so bad last year, bringing in J.C. Jackson to get nothing for him and Khalil Mack and Sebastian Joseph Day only for the defense to be just as bad as it was before. Like, if he has a bad draft. Yeah, yeah they were supposed over. to. And he needs those guys to be able to contribute, like, immediately, too. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, I think the Chargers, might, they're just in a really tough spot. The Ravens are up there, too. Yep. That's another team. Uh, any any mind. of these teams that are good but trending the wrong direction, I'd I'd lump together: Chargers, Baltimore, Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a Cowboys good tier. Almost like it. That's a any, good tier. Any of those, any of those teams, it's like good, but man, they don't have the don't firepower. Need, like, they they didn't build it quite right, and they don't have the firepower, and they need. So it's like we got to really like hit a home run here. And then there's some teams where I'm like, they can't just whiff, you know, it's like the Giants, dude, where you, it's like, you got to start getting some, some guys in there. So whoever you get, they better be a serious starter in a way that maybe a Cowboys or, or that other tier of guys, they, they more need like a, a difference maker. You just got to add ja- uh, talent to like a Giants or I don't know, like a Saints is a good one too, where it's like, man. We really need to hit on some draft picks here. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Tampa? I think they stink. I think they're the least interesting team in the draft. They do stink. I do. Here's here's my thoughts on Tampa. Unless they trade up for a quarterback, there's nothing they can do that really makes them that interesting to me. 
they could hit on a nice pick, but like ultimately they're just wonky, man. <laughs> they're they're dra- I mean, right? I, no, you're what, not what wrong. is their expectation? They they're, had Brady last year. They they you know had a losing. They record. need to lock in. This is why you pay GMs money because I can't see how they seamlessly transition from one era to the next right now. That seems be like bad. they're be bad <laughs> tank. <laughs> Be bad. Yeah, this is this is where the GM needs to make some some big boy moves and either usher in a new era or take because they have a lot of good players like Vita Vea is good, Shaq Barrett is good, uh, Levante Davis is still like uh, the Antoine Winfield Jr. is very good. Um, so is Jamel Dean, who they were able to bring back, and Carlton Davis is fine, and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Werfs is still there. Like it's not a team. If you were to drop a good quarterback on the Buccaneers, people would be like, "Oh yeah, they can win that that division and make some noise in the NFC." So either you've got to find that quarterback somehow in this draft, or yeah, I, I think like going through with just Baker Mayfield is a lame decision, and I feel like um, I have no idea what they'll do in this draft. I kind of feel like I would have liked to have seen a, a bigger move at quarterback or at least a, a I don't know if I want to say a sell off just because it's tough to make that decision and it's tough to make the decision to not compete. Um, but I, I, have, I have no idea what they do. I wonder if there's some genius answer out there that someone can think of, but I, I can't. If you're a Bucks fan, which I don't know if I've ever met a Bucks fan in my life. But if you're a Bucks <laughs> fan, leave in the comments what you want them to do. I don't know if I've met a Bucks fan in real life either. I know, that's what like, I'm saying. Like, I know, like online people are Bucks fans, but I, I don't know if I've ever. That's actually, what I'm like. There's there's Bucks fan one two three on Twitter, but that like, actually might not be true. I met my uh, some relatives of mine live down in Florida, and they might be Bucks fans, but I don't see them really? very often. And I don't talk football with them when they when they do. They might be Bucks fans though. I don't know. I, I think wrong. like everyone that I can like if you live in Florida, like if you're from Florida, you're probably a Dolphins. Well, if you're from Tampa. Fan. I guess if you're from Tampa. Or even Tampa Bay. Did you know that that the city is just called Tampa? Yes, I did. You did? I did know that. I didn't know that until recently. I always thought the city was actually called Tampa Bay, but but the Buccaneers said Tampa Bay so they could appeal to a bigger area of people around this body of water. I didn't know that. I thought it was like Green Bay because Green Bay is not just called Green. <laughs> yeah, but is is Green Bay like on like is it a bay? <laughs> like yeah, yeah, like on the on the Great Lakes. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I was thinking, I'm thinking Wisconsin is like uh, totally landlocked. No, yeah. no, it, <laughs> it's, got, it's by water. It's by water. There's Bay Beach Amusement Park. Shout out Bay Beach Amusement Park where I spent <laughs> uh, a lot of time as a little kid. Um, yeah, Why they is got it a called bay. Green Bay? What, what's, what's I, don't, the... I guess I don't know what makes it green, but <laughs> there is a bay. I can assure you of this. Theo's been to the bay. He I knows. don't know why it's Green Bay, but I have been to the actual <laughs> body of water that is the Green Bay before. I've seen it with my own two eyes. It was really something. But yeah, I don't know what the Bucks will do. Yeah. I mocked them Brian Branch. I think that's a really safe pick because they're going to be moving uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. I, yeah, I think that that's not a... Like, to, for him to go like 19, I think is pretty much yeah, in range. but like... 
He is like a five foot ten corner who didn't run well. He's a he's a he's a he didn't run yeah. well, and he's short, and he plays like in the box a lot. Like I don't think it's some guarantee that Brian Branch goes I as high as fair. we think he does. But like, but he could go and, as high as like seven. Oh God, no! That would I be if he nuts, goes man. seven. That would, that would be, be that would be a Raiders dude. pick. That would be a Raiders pick. That is a Raiders. pick. Yeah, that is true. It is a it is an Alabama player. But what is the most Raiders? pick <laughs> Brazi- that's the question at seven. Oh my god elijah cancy is going at seven man. <laughs> no it needs to be Book from it. a bigger school than that. it needs to be from bigger a bigger school, school than- okay. worst player dewand jones um <laughs> he's huge um, he's big because they took cleveland farrell they took no, clemson uh, leatherwood who was, was who was alabama the, uh, and then who was the-, the ohio state corner it was uh, Damon Arnett. Yes. yes. It's got to be so, from one of the blue bloods. It's got to be a mid player from a blue blood. A mm. mid player from a blue blood. Okay. So from the blue bloods, it, you know, Quentin Johnston. What are we thinking? That's not quite blue blood enough. He was TCU. in the playoffs though. I'm sure they'll like yeah, that. That's true. <laughs> he is a playoff feature. Um <laughs> God, you I know, it's it, just Anthony Richardson, man. Unfortunately, he's <laughs> just not going to quite be there for him. Yeah. I think I think Brzee at seven would be quite the pick, a Clemson player. That's Brzee, I think that's it. Like, I, okay, maybe maybe Miles Murphy. What? Maybe Miles yeah. Murphy is a little bit more realistic. Maybe, but yeah, because I I think I like Brzee a little bit more than Murphy, but I think other way around for me. I just think Murphy's a little bit was more likely to go in the first. Yes. What yeah. are the Saints going to do, man? I think they need <laughs> to take a defensive tackle. This is just musing. Look at their defensive line, man. It is Dude, terrible. They restructured so many contracts, <laughs> and they're going to win 14 games. I don't know how <laughs> yeah, Saints dude, fans that, are I mean, so hyped. Bad, man. They're like, how could you put us a 10th in the NFC? It's like Cam Jordan is 34 years old coming off his worst season. Yeah. And then the interior linemen are like Kalen Saunders and like Nate Shepard. And then it's Peyton Turner who hasn't done anything in his career and Carl Granderson. And then you've got like 34 year old <laughs> Demario Davis and Pete Warner. <laughs> hey, Demario Davis is still good. Demario Davis He's, is still good. He was good last year, but like that could change very quickly. I just don't True. know what else it's one of those situations where i don't think they can take best player available because if they leave their interior defensive line the way it is it's just going to be a complete it's going to wreck everything like they're not going to be able to stop any run or get any pressure so i I think they kind of have to take someone like brzee that's why i mocked him brzee and i don't even know if they can take cancy who would have been a good pass rusher because Cancy would be their yeah. best guy and he'd be on the field a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> Give me Cancy in like Cincinnati where you have DJ reader and BJ Hill on early downs. And then you can throw in someone who can really pin his ears back, which they don't really have. Like with, if he was in new Orleans, I would just run it right at it. Like duo, like let's double team. And, and, and the Falcons and Panthers will absolutely do that too. Yeah, exactly. So I think like they could take Brzee late and I, I have no idea what I would be fascinated if they went any other direction other than defensive line. I think that would be crazy. I think I, think, I w- did we have him taking Van Ness? I think we did. 
Yeah. I just don't think he falls that far. It's okay. I, had him, I did my mock and I couldn't find a spot for him. I didn't have him in the first round and I totally don't even think that's going to happen. I was just going through everything and I'm like, I, I, I don't know. They I just, don't know where the spot for him is. They just desperately need someone like big and vicious on their defensive line. <laughs> they just don't have it. That's right. <laughs> Every team needs some uh, and the Saints don't have any. The, <laughs> the Saints ones, don't have but, uh, anyone there. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe, yeah, Van Ness or Brzee, but I don't know, man. It's tough, but Anything I else? You want to don't speed run some speed, speed run some other teams and <laughs> speed run a, a, a se- speed run seven round mock yeah, draft. Yeah, speed run mock draft real quick <laughs> here in the clock, Bladen. We have never once done a speed round mock <laughs> And we never will. <laughs> they always take an hour, <laughs> no less. <laughs> No, I, I don't have anything else. Who do you want the Browns can, uh, to draft on day two, Bladen? This is what day, we our all first wanted. pick we isn't until know. what, like seventy five or something? Yeah. Ridiculous. Who is your number one target for the Browns when you do the mock draft simulators for for them? <laughs> I, I always just fuck around and try and get us <laughs> see what I can get us into. Like today, I traded seventeen <laughs> draft picks into Sean Watson to get up to number one. <laughs> And then uh, I traded back to four and took Anthony Richardson. Um, <laughs> All that straight back, yeah, just like the Panthers. <laughs> it was really funny. It was it was a blast. Um, I, I, I dog. I have. You don't care. I I, I just, you have, you have I have faith in- I have very little hope. Very little faith. If we could maybe get like Ivan Pace at some point, just for the just for the Cincinnati lore. Um, <laughs> the maybe, Packers you have know. your pick. Did you know this? Forty-two. That was the Browns' old pick, and now we have it. In oh, the that's deal. that's. Oh yeah, because that was the that was the uh, was that the Elijah Moore trade? Yeah, yeah. You, okay. s- you swapped picks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Huh. So interesting. The Packers will be fleecing the Browns in this draft as well as oh, the I'm, I'm sure man <laughs> we're not gonna we will not be looking at anyone that the Packers will be taking at 42 I can assure you of that um I don't know maybe like uh what is it Siaki Ika he could be yeah. there he could um be there. He had a really bad combine <laughs> yeah I wouldn't fall. I saw someone mock us to get uh Byron Young from Alabama in like yeah, the fifth boy. round and I'm like, if if he if we can get him on some somewhere in day three, I'd be okay with that. But like, there's no one that I'm like, oh, we have to get this guy or it's over. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't care who the Panthers <laughs> taking the third rounds. Yeah, exactly. It's round, like so whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I think we can get out of here. Make sure again you tune in to the live stream. We'll be recapping the entire draft live as it's happening, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on youtube make sure you subscribe stay on on youtube and have notifications on so you know when we're live thank you all so much for tuning in and as always from your main fellas at stay hot we'll catch you on the flippity flop mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. 
And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.